Off trail, on trail, they're all one thing, aren't they? Hello, my name is Constantine, hiker, rambler, owner and founder of 11 Skies. We created a podcast here to highlight and represent what it takes to make through hiking, long distance backpacking, adventures, outdoor life possible. Questions that focus on the how and the who, not necessarily the what. We all share this love for what we call the outdoors, but everybody's different. The diversity is what makes it wonderful. And just like the trails themselves, the diversity of how people make this life possible and how people continue to live the life that they truly love is what really has inspired us and makes us want to continue to learn about these people. So this is the Off Trail Podcast where, yeah, we might talk about trails from here and there. It's hard to make a hiker not ramble about trail systems, but mostly we're going to learn about the people. We're going to learn about what makes it possible and how they function and how they manage and how they strategize their time off trail, make on trail possible. Enough of our rambles. Let's just get into it, shall we? Welcome to the Off Trail Podcast. My name is Constantine, and today I have the extreme pleasure with speaking with a gentleman that he continues getting after the miles on. It's insanely impressive. I think he's above 30K now. I don't know. I can't really do the intro justice, so I'm going to just kind of leave it off to him and throw throw him into the fold. So welcome, Buck30. Um, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Awesome to be here, Constantine. <laughs> yeah. A little, little bit of professionalism in the beginning, but uh, this doesn't mean it has to be yeah. full professionalism. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revert quickly into uh, our couple-hour conversation sitting on the grassy patch at McDonald's on the Florida Trail. I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. That's kind of how it always goes. I always try to do like an official statement in the beginning, and then 10, 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, where'd I go? Yep. So, um, Buck30, um, this is kind of... Yeah, the off-trail podcast, so we kind of talk a lot about the questions off of trail, but we kind of have to set a baseline. Um, I tried avoiding this question, and I tried many different formats to not ask this, but um, I guess to give a structure to who you are, yeah, who are you? Um, kind of give us a quick resume rundown through not all the trails, because you have done an insane amount of trails, but yeah, just give us a rundown who Buck30 is. Yeah, so um, I guess I I guess I'd like to think that probably every hiker thinks that they're a little bit unique and different. I, I think I've got a <laughs> different story than most people, but probably everybody has a different story these days. Yeah. But yeah, I started. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm 46 now, so I feel like I'm on the old side of the through hiking crowd for sure. I started. I graduated college in 1997. I I don't know what happened, but I worked for a few years, and then for some reason, like I I read an article in a, a newspaper about some guy who had hiked the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of the Appalachian Trail before, and I just read this like this article. And I was like, I don't know, that that sounds kind of cool. I never, I had actually only backpacked for like two nights in my life before, and this is back in 2002. And so, like, I went into work, I asked for a six month leave of absence, and I, I couldn't believe I got it. And then I just like six months later, I was on the Appalachian Trail, and then I think that was kind of it for for me. So, I mean, that's you know basically 20 years ago. Wow. And I guess, you know, yeah, since then I've, you know, I still weirdly, so I think what's you know maybe unusual about me is I, I work for one of the big accounting firms and I started there in 1997 and somehow like I'm still there. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I'm not technically an employee anymore, but I'm, I'm kind of seasonal and I just kind of come and go. And so I work a few months, usually I work January, February, March, and then usually the rest of the year, like six to usually actually more like usually eight to nine months I'm hiking. And so, yeah, in the 20 years I've covered, actually I've covered over 40,000 miles. Ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah, on, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, on 33, uh, 33 different trails. I'm an accountant, so wow. I actually have a spreadsheet. Um, otherwise, I don't really count too much, but because I'm an accountant, I, I have a spreadsheet with all the trails I've hiked, which I kind of enjoy looking at sometimes. I, I have um, seen your spreadsheet, and for those that don't know, Buck30 goes into detail with everything it is it's really impressive it's super impressive like you start quantifying i don't know you start quantifying just numbers that most people wouldn't think about um hit us with some of the kind of odd ones that you put on your spreadsheet um god you know so recently i guess in the last few years it's been some pretty obscure stuff um stuff i I like to say all of a sudden i find like my little my little niche is like it's like being the second or third person to do something. So I've, I've never <laughs> actually created my own route or anything like that. I've never like, you know, I haven't created my own trail, but then it seems recently like I've been just kind of getting out there and, you know, someone else has created some amazing route. Like Larry boy created the Deseret hiking route, like through Utah and Idaho. And I, I just did that last summer. Uh, Zoner created the hot springs trail um and we did that back in 2017 yeah um epic hike across california nevada and idaho um we did the the uh, the desert trail which is a really insane like desert route through the deserts of california eastern oregon or sorry nevada and then eastern oregon eastern washington we did that like in 2019 and so those are all like you know uh, you know with my partner heather steady um those are all like, you know, we were like the third and fourth people to do those things. So not really too good at uh, creating anything on my own, but um, lately that's kind of been our little niche. And then, yeah, before that, I don't know, you know, I've done kind of like a lot of the, the you know, I did the AC, ATP, CT, CDT, just, yeah. you know, 0405. And then I fit in all those other trails that you've kind of, uh, you've, you know, everyone would have heard of the Hey Duke, Great Divide Trail, uh, things like that. So, so yeah, the the, th- um, the third or fourth though, that's kind of a cool niche to be in because it means somebody has routed it and then somebody else has followed in their footsteps. So you know it's a feasible route to do. And then Buck comes in and starts yeah quantifying all that data. So you're, you're the one that starts like I don't know from from my point of view is I've used your trip reports a lot too, and you're the one that kind of gives a lot of the information for the people next. So like that third or fourth sweet spot is kind of a pivotal spot with some trails I've noticed because after that, after there's like bucks reports, uh, a lot of more people start stepping those miles off. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, my, my, my social media presence is fairly low, but yeah, people, if you yeah, can I find, know, if you can find have, his port. If, if you, if you Google deep enough, you will eventually <laughs> come across my post holder journal yeah. and, and you might, you'll find a page with like all the summary stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah. it's a nice little sweet spot to be in. Cause like, it's infinitely harder to be the person who creates a route and, yes has no idea where the water is and, and like, you know, no idea if that, you know, that little Canyon gets cliffed out. So, you know, it's a lot easier to be the second or third person, but it's still like amazing to be the second or third person. Cause you're just, no one's out there, you know, no one knows what you're doing and it's just, you know, but you have that, Oh, there was water here last year kind of thing, which is, is really helpful. So well, it's, still, yeah. it's still very new. Um, and you probably have experienced this way more than I have, but even 
on some of the trails that are quote unquote more known, like the National Scenic Trail systems, there's still trails in that system that when you go into towns, you still have to be somewhat on like an educational format, like chatting with the locals about that there's a trail in the backyard and you probably have that all the time. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I mean, half of the National Scenic Trails, like no one even, they barely even know what they are. And that's possibly because, um, you know, if you were, if you were rating the National Scenic Trails based on just pure epicness, they're probably not, they're probably just not up there. No, so, well, we all love the Natchez Trail. I, oh yeah, exactly. Everybody loves a 450 mile uh, paved roadwalk, you oh, know. So beautiful, man. Yeah, so I've experienced that a little bit, but yeah, Buck's the one that's going into the towns, um, buying the Diet Pepsis. Have you quantified Diet Pepsis? Like, have you t- taken well, those stats? First of all, don't insult me with Diet Pepsi. It's Diet Coke, Constantine. Oh, I'm so, and, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've drank. I mean, every time I go into a town, I probably drink a couple gallons. I mean, oh, I just, I literally, I think in the last couple of years, I would just randomly send friends pictures of like the, um, the number of like styrofoam big gulp cups <laughs> you know stacked up in a motel room from a zero day oh my and God. it was you know a couple feet tall of you know i'm probably killing the environment by just drinking diet coke i guess but um <laughs> I, so that I hope- is my thing so- i've actually had to um it's funny it used to be back in the day i could just like you know drink a ton of soda in town go out on the trail and i would be fine yeah and in the last like five years or something I, I started going through like caffeine withdrawal on the trail i was about to ask so now, yeah yeah, I never used to have that. I don't know if it's like an age thing or what, but I never. So I started. Um, now I just I bring you know I bring drink I, I bring like you know crystal light drink mixes anyways. Yeah. And so now I just make sure I have like one caffeinated drink mix per day, just so I don't like kill myself. <laughs> Going to complete withdrawal. Diet Coke withdrawal. So. Because yeah, I was about to say. I mean, if I drink a soda or two in town. It seems like my body's puffy and not inflamed, but like it takes a, I don't know, about a 10 mile window to kind of sweat through um, that caffeine and that sugar. But you seem to be fueled by it, man. I, I, well, who knows, though, because like, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe that in my just absolutely horrible little Debbie diet is just actually like maybe I would be like, you know, hiking 30 or 40 miles a day if I if I was if I was actually on a good diet for all I know, who knows. Oh, so the little but, debbies are a main factor of your diet as well. Yeah, I mean, or yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe I'd be hiking the the miles you and Magpie hike actually if uh, otherwise I'm just a pretty average 20 mile a day hiker, so who knows. <laughs> average done 40,000 miles. Okay, buck. <laughs> but at 20 miles a day. <laughs> okay, buck, average. Um yeah, so I don't know. That kind of could be a good transition into uh, another follow-up question because we're, we're focusing a lot on trail and I love the stories with that, but what makes you, what makes you want to keep living this life? Um, because it sounds like, like you said, 20 years from 2002. Yeah, we're getting very close. And like you said, you spend eight to nine months sometimes on these trail systems. What keeps drawing you back? Like what, what keeps bringing you back to them? Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's a, I mean, I I think about this a lot or people ask me that a lot, I guess. And I mean, I I think it's a combination of just, you know, you know, part A, just really enjoying trial life. And, you know, I could go into that, you know, forever, of course, but, you know, there's there's all that. And it's just, I don't really feel that great off trail. It's really weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I never, I haven't felt um, like, you know, comfortable, living in what you know so and so the the real world and, and just so long and 
I get off trail and like, I think like my metabolism is like totally screwed up from through hiking. And so I get off trail and I'm constantly starving and which means I just constantly don't feel good. And I don't know, it's just weird. And then I just get itchy. I'm just get off trail for a few weeks and I just, I feel itchy to get back on, get back on the trails and, and then of course, I mean, I just, I just hate working. I mean, who, who wants to go to work day in and day out? I mean, I don't care what you do. Who wants to go to work day in and day out when you've, you know, hiked from Mexico to Canada for six months with, you know, without a care in the world. Yeah. And I, so. I wonder if that's also a kind of chicken and egg scenario because I know you've spent, yeah, close to 20 years and a lot of people are going past the Triple Crown, um, for people that don't know, Triple Crown's the AT, PCT, and CDT, and are doing it year after year, but I wonder if the time off trail becomes just so, like, kind of, not not your baseline anymore. Your baseline is on trail, so I wonder if one begets the other. If you've just spent, there's a, I guess I'm wondering if there's, like, a year you hit at a certain point that you're like, okay, this is just my life now, and this is just what I do, so it becomes just part of your thought process so yeah that's i mean that's how i feel but i, I think everyone's different you yeah. know i like like my partner heather study like she loves being on trail for half the year yes. but then she also like really values her 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 four to six months off trail mm-hmm. like right now she's like happy as can be you know in the bedroom <laughs> working away on her computer mm-hmm. and i'm like out here in the in the family room like you know, miserable working on my computer. So <laughs> I, I just think everyone's different, you know? Yeah, I think I'm I'm a little blend of you two. So like, um, I've been off trail for about a month now and the first week or two, well, it was just a weird acclimation in general, but first week or two, I really appreciated the rest. Um, and I, I bet you do too. And just after pushing so hard for so long that you appreciate some rest, but it's a quick bounce back to you like, okay, I want to be back on trail. Yeah, totally. I feel like like when I'm getting tired on trail, I start just thinking about like I wish I was just home and I could just get like a banana and a yeah. yogurt or just eat like a normal breakfast, like <laughs> not eat a pop tart or something. Just 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 do like really normal things. Yeah. But then you know, then I, I get off trail and I start doing those things and I, I realize they're kinda overrated. I mean Yeah, you... it is nice to have like fresh food when you want it, but I don't know. I just, I start getting itchy to, to go back on the trails and I just start counting the days down till I can, till I get back out there. And I don't know how your body runs, Buck, but you can drink more di- diet Cokes with impunity on the trail. Off trail, if you start <laughs> pounding back diet Cokes, um, you're not immune to them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a good example of, uh, of health off the trail either. It's just, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I was, but I'm definitely not. I don't know. I, I've seen that's been a pretty recurring theme too. A lot of hikers, there's, there's always going to be that transition for every hiker, and it's going to vary with who you are as a hiker, but um, there's always that transition that you're still shoveling food in. It could be healthier food. It could be junk food, but there's still a, a transition period to get back to some semblance of a diet. Um, I've known people that have been able to bounce back in four days, and then I've known, myself included, people that take a month to bounce back to a regular diet, so it, it, yeah. ta- it takes a while. All right. Well, Buck, are you interested into going into the deep dive, the hard-hitting questions, the off-trail questions? You ready for them? Let's do it. Yeah? All right. So the big one, the big one that a lot of people don't want to ask, a lot of people don't want to answer. I know palms are getting sweaty around here. Um, Finances. I know you touched on it uh, on our intro, but how do you manage the job? And it sounds like you have a very good scenario working for you. How do you manage the job, the time, um, managing 
that type of work because you have to work to be on trail unless i don't know right money rain down on you like rain does on trail but yeah so (laughs) (laughs) that would be amazing that would be amazing Uh, so how do you manage that yeah yeah i i i think i'm unfortunately like a really bad example of this um because you know i'd love you know i'd love to be able to like give some like amazing tips about how can you you know work for you know four months or six months and hike every single year for 20 years i've just been incredibly lucky i mm-hmm. i did not have money just rain on down me from from my uh <laughs> my trust fund family yeah but you know i landed i started in this like accounting job and you know totally unbeknownst to me it was the really the greatest decision i ever made in my life yeah and you know who knew that i could just take leave of absences and you know they're just always so busy and kind of come and go as i please and it you know it it pays well Mm -hmm. and so i've just been like yeah i've been incredibly lucky that you know when i'm off trail i set it up like you know that i I have a i have a job to go back to Mm -hmm. you know like you know however you know if i want a week off or a couple weeks off after the trail but the the job is just kind of there and then you know because it, it it does well it you know, you don't have to work too much, you know, it's pretty cheap to live on the trail. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, I, it's funny though. Cause like back when I first started through hiking, I was really like an oddity. Like I, you know, you, you didn't meet a lot of like kind of nerdy accountants. I was, I always like, I, I was like the weirdest like person out there. Like I was the most like, um, what's the right, like, I mean, I don't know if nerdy is the right word, like, the word <laughs> most like down to earth, like worker out there, you know, yes. everybody was a snowboard bum or a ski bum, but that's really, that's really changed. I think like, you know, there's way more people out there, you know, you, you start talking to someone and they're like, you know, an, like an electrical engineer or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, so I feel like changed, that's changed a lot, but, um, and I think that changes with the trail systems you do too. The ones that you're going after more and more are the ones that require levels of commitment that the AT or the PCT might not necessarily require. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, totally agree. So yeah, I just I mean, I, I'd love to sit here and like, you know, just be able to give people like tons of tips about how like you can just, you know, get by. But I feel like I've just been really lucky. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, everyone manages it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's just, you know, I can kind of come and go as I please at work. Some, sometimes you're not always I've, I will say I have been incredibly flexible over the years. There's, there's times where they haven't been busy in kind of the winter season when they're, when they're normally busy. And so I just would end up hiking for like 18 months straight because I missed like a season. And then at the end of those 18 months, I would be like, you guys busy again? And they say, you know, yeah, they, I was lucky, you know, they, Mm -hmm. yep, we are. And, and then I would just come back. So it's just, it's just really worked out, you know, really, really lucky for me. So yeah, unfortunately I don't have any, uh, super good secrets. I guess I, I guess my one secret would be is like for all you, uh, young, you know, all you kids out there, go in, go into accounting, you know, don't <laughs> let people tell you it's boring and, and lame, you know, go into accounting. Yeah, you are by far the most interesting accounting uh, accountant I've ever met, man. So yeah, it's, it's not boring or lame. You are a very um, interesting person. I mean, wow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I'm definitely, it's funny cause I feel like I'm the most, boring like i like the most boring job on the trail mm-hmm. but then at work like everyone thinks i'm like insane like you know the, like, i'm like i'm like you know the crazy guy who comes back to work for a few months like people have heard of like i've never met you like oh my god we've heard of you <laughs> it's really what? funny that's a reoccurring theme i haven't uh touched on in any of the episodes yet is uh what does the work family think about about these things that's that's a really interesting tangent um yeah because that, a lot of people don't talk about that is when you go back to a work family if you do have the kind of privilege to be able to return to a job. Some some people make it work, some people don't, but if you do return to a job, like 
these people that you work with, they haven't seen you for six, seven, eight months. And I'm assuming there's gossip going around the water cooler saying, hey, this guy just did this insane route. Yeah, people are, um, it's funny, like, it's a, it, it, it runs the gamut, like, like, we hire, like, like, my company, you know, they hire a ton of, like, you know, you know, staff, like, right out of college, and so, like, the 22-year-olds who I've never met, like, when I, you know, if I, if I start working on something with them, they'll be like, I'll be like, oh, you know, nice to meet you, and they'll be like, oh, we've heard of you, like, you <laughs> know, we, we know what you do, and so, like, I'm, like, this weird, like, legend at work, which is really funny, because, like, Otherwise, like, I'm not real, you know, on the trails, I'm just like a normal person, but at work, I'm just like this, like weird part, you know, this really crazy person. But then it also runs up to like, you know, like kind of like one of the partners, like one of my kind of my bosses slash friends, he's like so interested in what I do that I actually have him on like my inReach as like, you know, like every oh, night wow. I push the inReach button and it sends an email to my parents. Yeah. And it also sends an email to like this guy because like he likes to wake up in the morning and like, you know, he can open up like my camping location and be like, Oh, where's, you know, where's Brian today? And <laughs> just something, you know, it's, it's, he can kind of live vicariously, you know, through, through my hiking. So, well, that's, um, I, I hope they do know how much of a presence of a legend they're in. Um, I know for <laughs> p- people off trail that aren't really fully involved in the hiking world, telling someone you've done 2000 miles, some telling someone you've done 5,000, 10,000, whatever it is, or even your 40,000, it's still mind blowing to me. I don't. I don't know if they can fully comprehend it, but I, it's still fun to see that they still talk and uh, have a little reverence for the Buck Thirty man. Yeah, no, it's not. I don't want to. Don't don't toot my horn too much. Uh-oh. Actually, no. I will say I'll take it a little bit of a different direction. Yeah. I think one thing that's pretty interesting is that over the twenty years, you know, I've had a million people at work tell me that what I do, like the, you know, not like the hiking is amazing, but just like structuring your life the way i've structured my life is amazing yes and yet nobody ever does it you know it's not like i'm the only person who could and it's not like you have to go hiking you know for two thousand miles it's like but everyone talks about like how amazing it is to take six months off of work and all this stuff but i I actually over i feel like over the 20 years i I can't think of like anyone at work i've I've ever inspired to actually take a, a six month leave of absence and so I don't know what the moral of the story is there. Maybe people should just go and do stuff when they when they think it's a good idea. But um, yeah, int- yeah, I don't know. Interest and inspiration are hard two things to bridge the gap. Um, people can have a lot of interest in something, but to truly inspire somebody to completely change their life, um, yeah, if you could unlock the key to that buck, um, I think we both would be on trails for the rest of our lives, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm not I'm not super motivated to change other people's lives, but I do. It is funny when people tell me, uh, you know, wow, that's just incredible what you're doing. I wish I could do that. I, the first thing I say to them is like, we, you can do that. Like, yeah. you know, they'll just ask. Like, they'll let you go. So yeah. So this question I do love because there's never a perfect answer, and the more guests we have on, and the more people we chat with that live this type of life, that it's about structuring time and. You always hear a different answer, but the kind of moral of the story, I know you were looking for that a little bit, is you just make it work. You just make it work so you can go do what you love. Yep, I agree. All right, so tied into finances because that is kind of the main core of what people spend their time off trail doing. But depending on your job, depending what you're doing, something that also really interests me is hobbies off trail. Um, you do You do hiking, you do your work, but then there's also this little thing called hobbies that when you're not working, when you're not hiking, that you can involve yourself with. And personally, I just throw myself into work super hard. But 
you need ho- you need hobbies to stay physically, mentally in shape, and all of that. So, how do you structure your time with hobbies? And yeah, what do you get into when you're not hiking or hiking or working? That's really funny. You asked that question. You've like you've nailed like a really funny thing in in my life here because <laughs> Heather tells me my only hobby is actually planning future trips. Ooh, and yeah. I, I need I need to, I need to leave her alone a little bit and let her work <laughs> because I because I have no hobbies. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I actually used to run a lot, and I haven't really done that as much uh, in the last many years. And so yeah, like my hobbies off trail are like planning future trips like i'm like i'm currently like looking at like you know a 2023 trip because i Jeez. i've already planned 2022 and so now i'm like she, you know heather's like what are you doing like this is like two years from now I'm like yeah but I, I need a spreadsheet for it you know so <laughs> there's that accountant um, coming back to play <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah i don't know otherwise um i'm super i don't i'm actually like super i've always been super in the tv mm-hmm. which is just kind of funny and maybe that's like you know, I think normally that's like weird to admit, but maybe if you say like you just hiked like six thousand miles for the year, yeah. like when you tell people all you want to do is watch TV, they actually like respect that maybe. Yeah. So I think there's balance in it because you're not watching TV on trail, so comparatively, if you span an entire year of other people, there's it it, it kind of quantifies the same amount. So yeah, I think there's balance in that. Yeah, and then I was like, I swear, my other hobby was just was really eating, like eating out. Like I just love eating out, but unfortunately, like in the last bunch of years, like, you know, cause I've gained a few years in age mm-hmm. eating, eating out two to three meals a day means you come home from the trail, you know, you gain, you know, you gain 20 or 30, I never used to gain any weight ever. Oh, and now it's like, I'll explode if I just keep eating the way I'm, I want to eat. Oh. So that was always a a big hobby of mine me too i must be sneaking into that age range when the body Dude, starts you're, you're so young you better not be getting any weight yet you think so man i've been inhaling cookies i think i've been going through like <laughs> 10 cookies a day at least so i don't know my, my body always the transition for my body always takes more because my body requires more exercise to even stay a semblance of fit so yeah. I, I just balloon if i don't work out hard or eat correctly um yeah, but, but eating is a good hobby. That's a good hobby to have. It's a good, it's a good hobby. You, you know, what's funny. And we, we typically like other hobbies, like we typically live kind of coastal. Yeah. And so like, I really want to take like more beach walks and stuff like that. But it's, it's funny. Cause I spent all year walking and like listening to podcasts and doing things that are really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I find that not to be that enjoyable off the trail. Huh. Like I, 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 yeah, I don't, I, like I want to go out for a beach walk and I'm just like, eh. It's just it's just walking. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's like again yeah, in the off season. I don't really want to walk much. It's it's very strange. Not because I'm tired. Just because I'm like I don't know. I do that all year. I don't you know. Maybe I should take a break from you know walking. So I, I've had the same uh, same thought many times. It I don't want to use the word pointless, but it feels when you're not doing like a point A to point B on a long hike. There's something lost there when you've been doing that for. I mean, your years are way way ahead of mine. But when you've been doing it for so long when you're just doing a walk for the simple sake of walking and not like tying it into this bigger, bigger structure, there's something lost there. At least I feel too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and this is where I think everyone is really different, but for me, I vote and not to take it too much to the trail, but um, the conversation, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm like the worst weekend warrior ever. Like <laughs> even when I try to do like a weekend warrior type trip, like it comes to Friday and I'm like, eh, I just, I don't feel like driving three hours to go to, to that park or something. And so I truly don't even really, I, I barely enjoy 
doing anything but through hiking like yeah. i know there's i won't i won't name names but there was a quote for a while that like you know uh, short short is the new long huh. and like i'm just not i'm not into it at all like for me like long is the long and and it's not because like i want you know i'm not trying to like achieve some epic goal or anything i just truly love long walks six months eight months whatever it is just that 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 piece of just hiking forever without you know any responsibilities and all that and so yeah i really am just i'm way more into the long than i am the short so like in the off season in the working season i just kind of like oh i don't want to drive a half an hour to go hike that sounds like a pain in the ass or something so well i'm gonna go ahead and i hope all the listeners agree with this i'm gonna go ahead and say that's fair buck you walk a lot <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that's yeah, a fair I, feeling I, I, to have. I actually would like to be a better weekend warrior i think like i do see some folks that i'm hiking friends that i'm friends with and i see how they're great at like doing weekend stuff and i'm like i wish i i, I just don't really enjoy it i don't know but like you know everyone's a little bit different yeah so. what, what floats your own boat i know no, you got more boat weather down there. I'm staring at snow, but that's a different tangent. Don't need to go there. Um, it, it ties well into because I know you said your hobby is planning, and that's kind of what one of our questions is as well. Is like, how how do you plan for the next trail? Um, is it something that you look at and you like you build your year around one big trail? Um, what goes into your planning? What what makes you choose the next trail, and then how do you plan that trail? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to answer how I choose exactly because like it just seems like there's always like a bunch of things that are, I just want to do. And then it's, it's in front of me for two to three years. And then I do them, but like, while I'm doing them, I learn about these other trails and it's like, it, it never, it never seems to end. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, especially like and then nowadays, like with the pandemic and everything, like the whole international thing is kind of on the back burner for a while. Cause we, um, we were thinking we've never really done anything big in Europe, like nothing really big in Europe and, or anything. So that was kind of like a big thing for the future. Um, yeah. So it's mostly been, you know, kind of us focused, but there's, you know, there's so many, everyone's, there's so many trails that just keep getting created or so many routes that keep getting created mm -hmm. um, that they just pop up and like, you know, I, I swear I won't, I don't want to like, you know, call, call out any new trails on a, on a podcast, but I, I literally like an hour before this, I literally just emailed your or Facebook messaged a guy who I'm like, Hey man, like I just saw your new route and like, I'm super interested. <laughs> so Buck's doing um, all the outreach. Oh man. Yeah. There's a guy who's created this really cool, like, uh, I don't want to go too much, but like a kind of a, a 700 mic, 700 mile hike in like the Southwest. And I'm just like, wow. Oh man, like November, December is so hard to find good hiking in the u.s for you yeah. know no i don't i don't particularly want to walk the florida trail over and over and over oh um, no, no thank you so, <laughs> yeah exactly uh so yeah i saw it so anyways yeah so i don't know i just there's just the, the, the new trails just keep popping up but um yeah then i mean from a planning perspective i'm a really big spreadsheet guy and heather likes to make fun of me for that i feel like but i'm a big spreadsheet guy and i'm big into you know, kind of like Googling the, the best I can. And I, I usually like to talk, you know, especially when you're doing these trails that are fairly like early on, it's, I really enjoy talking to like the trail creator. Mm -hmm. I think it's like really nice to like kind of have a, a good relationship with the person who created the route. Cause you know, they're usually into it and I'm into it. And it's, I think it's a, a fun way to, I think it actually makes the planning part like pretty, pretty cool to like actually, you know, converse with the creator of that route and, 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 and whatnot. Yeah. Because you're this this is an interesting question more kind of revolved specifically around you buck because a lot of people's planning 
with these bigger trails that are known, it's not as in-depth. But when you're going off and becoming, yeah, the third or fourth person to hike these trails, there's not a whole lot of information. Like I said, people use your information to bounce off of and use that to go do the trail system. So you're really having to dive in a lot deeper than, the, let's say, the standard person when they're trying to plan a hike. Yeah, but sometimes I might you might say it's actually it's almost easier to plan, maybe harder to hike, but easier to plan. Cause like when you Google, like when you, like when you Google, um, you know, the, the, the desert hiking trail or the hot springs trail, like there's, there's almost nothing out there. You just, you get the guidebook, you know, you get the maps, you talk to the creator, like it's fun. That's oh. all fun. But there's, there's not endless blogs and, and YouTube videos. And, you know, there's, there's not Facebook groups where, people are constantly you know talking about it so it's almost like for planning it goes it goes too fast because like there's nothing out there oh i guess i guess it does filter it a little bit better i I didn't even think about that point of it it totally it totally filters it and like and and that's like i guess when i when i write like a little summary entry in my my kind of obscure postal or journal that's kind of what i'm going for like i'm a big i'm not that into the internet so like i'm a big believer in that there's just too much information on the internet it just drives me crazy to like read (laughs) every like everyone's opinion because like i mean yeah. and, and the opinions are probably fine it's just there's too many opinions so like i i try to write like one big summary entry is like here's all the information i know about and here's like how i did it and like if you probably took this you know you you might just be fine so um yes yeah, so, so correct me if i'm wrong here but it kind of sounds like you always for your planning at least you always have a few being juggled in the air and then it kind of just slots itself in. It's kind of chosen for itself, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like right now, I mean, I would say I've got, I mean, three or four things I want to do in the next two years. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just like super focused on that. But if you asked me what I was going to do in, you know, 2024, <laughs> I would have no, I would have no idea. And in 2023, I, I have like, two different hikes that you know are like say four months total so yeah it's not i mean it's not even that planned out you know next year i know what i'm doing and i'm just kind of you know i'm kind of working on that you know so it's safe to say i'm not going to ask you what you're going to do in 2024 yeah maybe i'm being ridiculous maybe no one looks that far out for me though it's like well i I know i'm going to be hiking so i should think about it you know (laughs) that's a good way to play yeah maybe it's kind of ridiculous i guess the way i said that but for me it seems normal i'm just like well of course i need to i need to know what i'm doing in 2024 you know it's not that far away (laughs) that is the buck system folks um that's a good i mean that's a good system it works for you and i don't know i i kind of am very similar not as in depth as you but i kind of yeah let it fall into the placement that it needs you kind of know about these trail systems and i think that's part of hiking for so long again your years are way way ahead but when you've been hiking for so long, you start just hearing these like rumors of trail systems. And so you always got a few on the back burner of your mind. And then you're like, well, the season for this one could work. The season for this one could work. And then you just, you puzzle piece it. Yeah, for sure. And then especially like, you know, at your speed, like you're gonna, you piece together so many trails in one year, you got, you get a lot of planning to do. Yeah. That, that's it's easier a- when it, it's easier when you're slower, you do, you do, you do less, less planning. Yeah, that's a big factor too. It it depends on the pace of the hiker as well. Um, once you once you know yourself, you can kind of know ballpark. I mean, you're never gonna get it exact, but you can ballpark what the amount of time on trail is gonna be, and you start you start getting these things that you wouldn't necessarily know when you started planning for your first hike or your second. You start really knowing yourself and how you function and what you can do. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, like this last year. 
I was hiking that I was hiking that Deseret hiking route in the summer, the Larry Boys Utah creation. And I had kind of been planning to hike this Great Basin uh, route that Dirtmonger created hmm. through Nevada. And I was kind of had it teed up for the fall. And I just, you know, I was hiking all summer and I was just like, man, it is a hot and dry summer and it's a hard route. And then, the, you know, this Great Basin thing in the fall was going to be a hard route. And I was just like, you know, I just, I just don't think I have it in me. Yep. And so I, I did pivot. Like, I was like, you know, I just, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel like I'm going to have the, the, the energy and the power. And so I just kind of postponed it and just kind of went out to the CDT in New Mexico for a couple months just to kind of, you know, have somewhere to hike and be happy, but not, you know, not kill myself. Yeah. And then I'll do the, I'll do the Nevada thing this spring, which is cool. Cause like I have something to look forward to. And I so. think that that's an important mentality to have too. Like you seem very healthy in that respect of you have the openness to pivot. Some hikers, myself included, are very, very stubborn and they won't pivot until it's pivoted for them. But having that openness to pivot and really enjoy the trails, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that seems like one of the factors that keeps you going because you're going for enjoyment. You're not going to go suffer. You want to go enjoy a hike and that pivot really helps. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, um, I, I guess I've always, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of flipping. Like I'm a... I'm a fairly big purist. I'm not really into to skipping or hitching or anything like that, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But I'm big into flipping because, yeah. like, I feel like flipping can really, you know, just make or break a hike sometimes and being really stubborn <laughs> and just saying, I'm going to hike through that snow in the San Juans, you know, and I'm, or I'm going to die trying. Yeah. You know, I, I would rather just flip up to, you know, Glacier and hike southbound at that point if I'm, go, if I'm going northbound, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, we've, Heather and I especially have, like, on a couple of these desert trails we've done, we've done, like, multiple flips in a hike, which, you know, it actually is kind of annoying. Like, it's a yeah. lot of logistics and it costs more money. But then in the long run, like, you just feel like it was kind of the right decision to be in the right place at the right time. It That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, it keeps, so. it keeps you out on trail longer. Like, let alone at certain points, yeah, desert heat, really unsafe. Um, San Juan blizzards, super unsafe. Like, So take even the unsafe out of it. it. It's the simple enjoyment. It keeps you on trail longer and it keeps you motivated. Granted, flipping sometimes does, yeah, it t- sometimes does take some wind out of the sails, but then you're back on trail in a day or two um, and you're really enjoying it when you could have been suffering through something else. So... That's good. That's that's kind of a key piece of information. Um, we haven't had a guest say before, but being open to pivoting when pivoting is necessary really lets you still have that enjoyment. Yeah, I think it's a great way to to look at hiking. But um, it's well, also you know it's also easier if like you're hiking year after year and you're like ah just if you postpone something because it's a bad snow year. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, I'll just do it next year. But, you know, I get it. Like, if you're coming from Germany to hike the PCT, yeah. you might not have, you know, and you're, you just quit your job, but you probably don't have that option. So, yeah, if your yeah. life revolves around it and you know your future is going to be trail systems for the foreseeable future, yeah, you have that more more freedom of choice. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, we, I almost wanted to go on the tangent about Larry Boy um, because I'd heard some stuff. Did he, I'm going to quickly say it then, but did he get attacked by a grizzly bear? <laughs> he uh i don't know if uh i mean i guess technically yes he uh he did he was he he was on a really cool route of his uh through like uh, this yellow this greater yellowstone loop and he came around a corner as he was like kind of off trail scrambling a little okay and he was you know just just you know it's a classic story of like the worst possible luck 
you could possibly imagine and just the grizzly charged before you know you could even get your bear spray out it was you know he had his bear spray totally there um it hit him spun him around and he poked it in the eye with his trekking pole <laughs> good man good good man yeah and then not to i won't belabor it but just to just to give larry boy some props he then walked out on his own with like bleeding chest wounds oh. went to ur- went to urgent care because you know all of us hikers are kind of frugal and he, <laughs> yeah. of course you don't want to go to the hospital and and they're like uh dude you need to go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> you got so, attacked by a grizzly go to the hospital man yeah <laughs> and yeah and he was back out there like two months later he was okay but yeah he had some deep wounds it's a very it's a, if you, i think if someone if you google it it's, he's got a blog entry on it man. it's a pretty pretty epic story hikers the trail brings them back just the levels of commitment there that's yeah sorry i didn't mean to go on that tangent but i was very no no it's a great it's a great story it's like it's just a you know and and thankfully it turned out okay because that's scary you know there's just nothing you can do sometimes yeah if you guys don't know larry boy um he's a badass hiker so if you yeah do do more research on him if y'all want to um so this kind of let's get back into a little bit of the off trail stuff here um another question that it's different for everybody. I mean, all these questions are different for everybody, but family and friends, like the connection and the disconnect that you kind of have to manage on and off trail. So as you spend more years on trail, I know it probably evolves in different ways, but like, did you, did your family and friends first understand what you were doing and kind of how did those relationships grow? How did you make time for them on trail? Like what do those relationships look like off trail? Kind of, kind of walk me through that. Yeah, it's funny. You're you're really hitting on a lot of questions that pertain to like things I think about a lot. It's it's interesting. Good, I, good job, Constantine. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Um, these are the ones that go through my mind constantly, and it's it's what I want to yeah. hear. It's what I want to hear about other hikers too, because I manage it differently than you manage it. Like it's it's something that really interests me. Yeah, and I'll, the friend thing is particularly like kind of hits home, but I'll, I'll get to that in one second. So the family thing, yeah, I mean, t- pretty typical story. You know, my parents didn't really get it. Um, but then like, as you know, as, the, as, as even on the first hike and then as time went, went on, they, you know, they accepted it. You know, my dad has always been like really into it and, and all that. And my mom, you know, is, is supportive, but you know, back, back in the day, she was like, aren't you just going to get married and have kids and all that? And so that, you know, that's tough for a, a parent, I think to yeah. kind of be like this. My son is slightly strange now. Um, I was told my grandma started crying uh-huh. when my dad told her I was going to hike the Appalachian Trail in 2002 because she uh-huh. didn't understand what it was. And she was like, why is he doing this to the family? Um, and then I will say that, like, even now, like, after 20 years, when I you know, I call home pretty much every trail town to talk to my parents, and, I, and my mom, every time we finish a phone call, my mom says, now remember the motto. And I'm like, I get, I get it, mom. Can you please stop telling me that? And so the motto is, her family motto is, don't die or you'll ruin the family. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. So the motto is, if, if I die, I'm going to ruin their lives. And so that's the motto that she reminds me of every single time. Oh, man. Um, but I will say they're very supportive. And you know what helps is like, you know, where my parents live, they're not like in a retirement community, but even before that, when people, when, when their friends hear about like what, you know, you and I do, they, my parents all of a sudden become like incredibly popular yeah. because of that. We're not incredibly popular, but like, everyone's like, Oh my God. Like my, you know, my parents might be like, what is my son doing? But all their friends are just like, 
that's amazing. Like it's, it's so great that they're just, he was able to get out there and not work and, 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 and you walk from Mexico to Canada. And so they think it's the craziest thing and the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed that when there's that extra degree of separation um, from parent to parent's friend or from friend to acquaintance or whatever it is, when there's an extra degree of separation looking outside in, they're like super excited, but I, I don't think they know fully what the family and friends go through. Yeah. No, exactly. So, but I, you know, it's been, it's nice these days. You got the inReach and so you push that button every night and they get a little email. And so that works out nice. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then, you know, it's, it's nice. Like, you know, I always say, you know, I've got my parents and I've got a, a sister I'm really close to. And it's, it's just nice to have like that small group of people where I know, like when I get off the trail, I can go visit for a few weeks and you always kind of have, you know, you have like that, that small little base of people who like, you know, can help you if you needed help. Yeah. But, um, Beyond that, like turning to the friends thing, I don't know. I may, I don't know if this is normal or not normal, but like I feel like as time has gone on, I've really dwindled down to very few friends. I would, like, say, I would say that's normal. Um, your your circles get tighter over the years. Yeah, to the point where like you know I have like a ton of like hiking acquaintances. Yeah, like I have a lot of people I message with from a hiking perspective, but you know I don't see them very often. And then all the friends that I like used to have from like high school, college, whatever, I don't really keep in touch with them that much anymore. I feel like my life is very, you know, I do my own thing on the trail and and then I come back and I'm usually living in like a different city maybe, or now I'm like kind of working remotely. And so, yeah, from, from personally for me, like I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, it's like Heather and I together, you know, I got a, you know, a few family, you know, a few family I keep in touch with and really just a few friends, you know, I don't, you know, we're, we're, we're living in coastal Alabama at the moment. And like, you know, we don't know anybody here. So, yeah. Well, I think it even takes a special type of friend. Um, talking about the circles getting tighter. I think it takes a special type of friend to try to understand, like try to understand what the type of life you're living and still want to be there for you. Like the relationships I've realized over the years, it's if it's a true friend they don't put the guilt on you it always feels like i'm putting the guilt on myself but it feels like sometimes when i'm on trail i feel guilty that i can't be giving them the time that they deserve i mean i've missed weddings i've missed different events and it's kind of like i I feel guilty and i know they're not trying to put that guilt on there but it's still hard managing that relationship um yeah i love hearing different people's answers because it's it just gives me more knowledge to try to figure out how to manage my manage mine. <laughs> yeah, and it's totally not on the friends. It's it's mostly on me. And then it's also just that like, you know, as I you know, I started hiking when I was twenty seven or through hiking. Yeah. And so like you know, that's about the time you know, over the next ten years, all of my friends got married and had kids. Yeah. So like, you know, they've got they've got different things that they got a whole other life going on and, and it's actually really funny because I forget sometimes like I'll hit like a trail town on a zero day. And I'll just like start messaging a friend yeah. like all day long. And I think I'm, then I finally realized like, oh, like there's, they're probably like, I wish this guy would shut up because like I'm trying to work all day or something. <laughs> yeah, they know? still you have a life. That, like other people have real lives and aren't just like walking across the country. Yeah. But, but again, I think, um, yeah, if it's a true friend, they realize that time is precious. Like time is precious for the hiker, for the through hiker, for, for whatever it may be. So like if you only have that hour or two in town when you're doing laundry or something, um, at least from, from what I've realized, like they're excited to hear from you and they, they want to capitalize on that uh, connection because it's too few and far between sometimes. Yeah. 
Nope, I agree, and it's it's nice to keep in touch with a few people. But I will say that over the years, I've just mostly I've, I really have like mostly lost touch with you know, I've, I've whittled down the people I really want to keep in touch with because I just kind of live a different lifestyle, and you know I'm I'm good with that. I've made you know you you make choices I think when you live a, a lifestyle like this. So. Yes, and, and at a certain point, there's not enough time in the world for for everything. So when you're when you're stepping off eight or nine months on trail and moving all the time, that's that's yeah that's hard hard to manage. Yeah. All right, yeah, kind of a bounce off of this one, um, kind of very similar. It's going to be a hard-hitting question again, Buck. You ready for it? I'm ready. So who had the biggest impact on you in this field, um, this kind of lifestyle? It could be another hiker, could be a family, could be a friend, a loved one. Kind of who gave you the support when you kind of needed it to know this was a life you could live? Or, I mean, you started back in 2002. You might have just hit the trail and went. But if, if you had to pick somebody, who, who had the biggest impact on you? Yeah, I can actually like really easily answer that. Oh, okay. and then uh, yeah, I can really easily answer it, but from a slightly different perspective because I, I I wouldn't say this person like actually gave me any support, but the way they led their life like allowed me to see like what was possible when I was like twenty seven years old, and so that would be I don't know if you do, do you know who One Gallon is? I've met him back on the CDT in um eight, okay. eighteen. I, I had a very brief encounter with him, so I, I know him, but I can't say I like know him, know him. Yeah. So what one gallon? I mean, he's he's about. I think he's probably about sixty now, and he's. I think for over thirty years, he's been through hiking, bicycling, long distance kayaking. Um, it, the numbers are just out of control. They're so big. Um. <laughs> But also just he's living, you know, nine, ten months on the trail, very, very frugally. Uh, and I met him on the PCT in 2004. Oh. And he's just a really good guy. He's really skilled. And, you know, we've kept in touch over the years. But, you know, just briefly about, you know, what trails we're doing. So, like, you know, he's never – I've never had any, like, actual, like, support the way you would think of the word support from him. But I just yeah. remember, like, looking at this guy who – you know, when I met him, he'd already been doing it for, you know, 15 years or something. And, and, and for me to look at him and see that he's been doing this for 15 years and now, you know, fast forward 15 or 20 years and he's still doing it. I always like, just think of him and think like, man, like that guy did it right. And, and, and it can be done. And, and it's just kind of how I feel like I've been trying to lead my life as well. So, wow. so yeah, um, I, I mean, it might not be the classical definition of support, but I, I would still say that's support in kind of the impetus of again there was probably a lot of factors that went into play there but it showed you that that type of life could be lived and um you would you would still have to figure out the journey along the way and what that looked like for you but it kind of showed you that that life could be it could be possible yeah now and and now i've been joking but i'm not actually joking like i look at like you know nimble little nomad setting the you know oldest person on the appalachian trail (laughs) and i'm just like because I've been joking that i'm I'm like 46 now i'm like i feel i feel old like i feel like i'm on you know and i'm like Oh man, if I mean it does seem like Nimblewolves finally maybe finally slowed down, but like, you know, if I if I have another 30 plus years of solid hiking in me, like he's kind of been an inspiration to think that like, you know, I could be going well into my 70s and, you know, I mean, I I can only hope I can hike as good as Nimblewill and and for that long, so. Yeah, that that um, man just breathes hiking. It's yeah. Hiking for him is just like a breath. It's it's incredible. Again, if if you all don't know who Nimble Will Nomad, a um, little bit of foreshadowing here, um, we will be having a chat with him as well. He's yeah, he's an inspiration to to a lot a lot of people. 
Yeah, I've been thinking about him a lot lately as I as I talk about how old I am on the trails. I'm just like, man, I at least I got I if looking looking at his inspiration, I, I got a good I got another thirty years ahead of me. I can I can still do a lot, I feel like. Well, to fluff your ego a little bit, Buck, um like I've said before, we've even hopped on this chat. You've been an inspiration to me to hike a lot of times and seeing you continue to step off the miles too, it uh yeah, it, it continues to inspire me as well. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay, a little bit, still staying within that friend zone a little bit. Um, whew, didn't get friend zone. Wow, tangent, whatever. Um, so it's not who impacted you, but how has the more broadly, how has the trail community embraced you? Um, that could be trail angels, trail family. Um, I know you've talked about a lot about Steady, and for those that don't know, Steady is an amazing hiker. Um, and how, how has the trail community embraced you? Like, what? Yeah, what what does that look like to you? Yeah, this is um, this is a tough question. I think. Um, I, I mean, I think I'll answer it honestly. It's probably a an unpopular opinion, but you know, when, when I hear people talk about through hiking and, and they and, and they say it's all about the community, yeah. and all that, that's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, it's not that I don't like people. Um, over over my years of hiking, I've. I've hiked, you know, I've hiked trails, you know, I've, I've met some people on trail and, and continued hiking on with them. I've, you know, started trails with partners who are good friends of mine now. You know, I, I hiked the, like the Hayduke Trail with Skittles and we went to South America together and, and, you know, Steady and I have, you know, are together and have been hiking for years now. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, tons of my friends are, are, you know, from the hiking community. Yes. Um, but I'm, but the overall like broad, hiking community and the, 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 the trail angel system and, and all that, it's just not really my thing. I don't, I don't, I, I, I stay with trail angels very, very rarely. And, and, you know, they're great people, but it's just, I mean, when I'm on the trail, I'm just not really maybe as social as, as, uh, maybe I sound on the phone, but, um, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. The, um, you know, things have changed over the years. It's a, it's a completely different, community now with just you know there's so many people out on some of these trails and yep. you know that that's a whole you know that you could talk about that and argue for hours probably but um yeah it's weird i don't i don't and especially like you know a lot of the stuff i've been doing lately is you know you don't meet too many other hikers out there yeah um and so like you know at like a micro level like you know you know you're part of the trail community and you know we met last year and yeah. it's really awesome because like you know we stay in touch and it's like a new hiking friend that I have. Yeah. Um, but then I think of like the overall like broader community when people say like it's all about the community and it's all about. And I'm just like, nah. For me, that's just just personally for me, it's I, I much more enjoy a lot of other aspects of through hiking. You know, I like meeting individual people, but beyond that, um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh, people people might be like, dude, what's wrong with that guy? No, no, but, no, no. Um, I I completely understand what you're saying because again. All these things are contextual, but it's very contextual. With the trails that you have been doing, um, even I've realized this a little bit in this past year. Like you said, the trails that you're doing, especially if you're the third or fourth person doing them, if you're not hiking with somebody, more likely than not, you're not going to run into another hiker. So the trail community becomes something that you have to make on your own. It's not provided to you on those trails. So in, in the context of how you want it to look, you're especially with how many of these trails you continue to do, Buck, it always changes. Um, it would be impossible to it possible to be have quote unquote, the community that you get on the AT or the PCT on 
um, the Hot Springs Trail. I don't, I don't know if you even saw another hiker on that trail. No, we, we didn't. And, 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 you know, and honestly for me, I'm just, I'm just not looking for that. You know, I think like a good example would be like maybe the ice age trail that, Ooh. you know, has a huge trail angel network that, and even the North country trail to some extent these days, you know, has a lot. And I just, I actively avoided like all of that and just kind of, you know, camped on my own, you know, made my way on my own. I just, I was, I just was, it's just, I'm just not into it. Like I just, you know, I, I love meeting another backpacker on the trail, like in, yeah spending a few hours chatting with them as we hike. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like getting out of my own little controlling zone where I can just do what I want when I want. And I'd rather camp in the rain normally on, you know, you know, on my own or with Heather than, you know, get picked up by a trail angel, you know, which is maybe more comfortable, but then it's like, well, what, like, where am I going to eat? And <laughs> how will I get back to the trail? I don't know. I'm just, I'm a, I'm an old crotchety pain in the ass sometimes I think. Well, so. playing the devil's advocate here, that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily recognize when you're hiking, especially kind of a long trail, um, especially one that's not known when a trail angel offers their services, it's a wonderful, like, please don't take me wrong. It's, it's wonderful, but it also puts commitment on the hiker's end. You have to be committed to not necessarily entertain. I don't know if they're looking for entertainment sometimes, but you have to be, be on when sometimes you're just broken down for miles and you just want to crash. So it's kind of a, we, we joke about it. Like, I don't want to have to be on my best behavior, you know, cause of course I, because, because I mean, if I stay with someone, I want to be super polite and super yeah. friendly and nice. And like, sometimes like you said, like you're tired and you're just like, you know, so yeah, we've taken like when we zero, you know, I'd rather I, these days I, I'd rather spend one hundred and fifty dollars, you know, on on two nights of motels than, you know, and just kind of be in control of my my own life, yeah, and you know, and relax than stay with someone else. Even though it's a, it's 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 really nice when people offer those kind of things. I don't want to yeah people to take me out of context here, but yeah, like it's just I like to I'd rather I'd rather just be in a motel room on my own and just be like oh, total relaxation, you know. So yeah, you don't have to be on it. I, I somewhat float in the same boat like yeah it's different different situations call for different things so like yeah having a motel for two nights um yeah there's there's this one instant instance especially on the nct this year we stayed with the trail angel i'm not going to name his name but um we stayed with him and he had like a party or kind of get together going on at his house and all i wanted to do was sleep like we'd been crushing miles yeah. and all i wanted to do was sleep and he, he kept inviting me and uh, my partner to the party, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, I want to be respectful and give him my time as well. And again, it's not the pressure that they're putting on you. It's it's the pressure that you put on yourself, and you want to set a good example for so they can invite in the next hiker. And, and it's also, I don't know, it's so many factors. It's also, as you grow as a hiker, um, at least from my perspective, you learn to balance it a little bit better. Because like my first hike on the AT – I was threw myself fully into the community. Like every chance I could get was staying at a hostel, staying at a trail angels, what, what have you. But I think the evolution of hiker learns you like everything in life teaches you to balance it a little bit. Yep. Nope. I agree. And I, I should, I should close out the, uh, the thought with, you know, the crowd, the trail community has brought me great people too. You know, I mean, Heather and I are only together because we met on trail. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good things about it too. Yeah. Do, do you want to take this opportunity a little bit um, to go into who Steady is a little bit? I don't know how much she she would kind of take it as you will. Um, who who how you met her? Who, who your partner is? Um, trail systems. Yeah. Such, such. Steady. Yeah. Steady's. She's been she's been hiking since 2011. 
and she's she's also covered a, a ton of miles and yeah you know, we met it's actually funny we met before the hot springs trail it's a little bit of a funny story so the the, the first person to hike the hot springs trail who didn't create it zoner created it but then this uh this friend of mine bernie was the first person to hike the hot springs trail and i was going out there next year and uh and, and he messaged me he's like hey like i know you're you're going out there next year he's like you know this this girl like heather also messaged me like just asking a question or something and and so so he put me in touch with her and then she and i started messaging for like a few months and then basically like after that long i was like you know and this is where the whole community thing is kind of funny because like you know like you know no one else is going to be out there right like it would be really it would be really weird if we both started within like a week of each other and literally never saw each other. So, <laughs> you know, do you want to like start together? But knowing that like, you know, you, you, we barely, we really barely knew each other. So it's kind of like, do you really want to start with someone you don't know? Yeah. So we both were kind of like, okay, like if it doesn't work out, no hard feelings, we could just leave them, you know, whatever. But you know, it, it ended up working out and we, we hiked that together in 2017. And then we've done a lot of really cool trails together and she's, she's really really into the desert hikes and it's um she needs like half the water that most people require and so like it's she's really good out there um and then she's also working on all the uh all the national scenic trails and she's actually getting there pretty close as well yeah um it's actually one of our biggest content contentious issues because (laughs) because we met you know a little bit later in my hiking life i had already done some of the trails that she's done mm-hmm. and so you know some of the trails that she hasn't done like say the ice age trail you know i want to i want to spend time with her on trail but i don't want to spend so much time with her on trail that i'm willing to hike the ice age trail again makes sense so, yes, makes sense <laughs> yeah exactly or like i was not willing to hike through ohio on the north country Ooh. trail again with her also makes um, a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. However, I am willing, like, so next summer we're going to hike the Pacific Northwest trail together, which I've done. I did that like, ten, but it's been like 10 years. Oh, so man. like, that's an, that's an awesome one that I would, I totally want to redo. So, um, I'm jealous. Uh, the PNT is a beautiful yeah. one. Yeah. I'm excited to go back and see what it's like. And they've got so many, so many, they got amazing resources now. Like the maps that I was just looking at is really great. And so, yeah, but yeah, so we, you know, we plan our, and we're, you know, I don't, I mean, we're, I think we're like a somewhat interesting hiking couple. Cause like, yeah we both we have a little bit different speeds and and different things and it's it's hard to it's i think it is it's hard to to match with other hiking people and, and we've got different trails we want to do and so we actually spend you know a, you know some of our year hiking together and then sometimes we spend a good a part of our year hiking apart on trails you know different things we want to do you know maybe maybe as she she finishes all the nsts that i don't want to hike again yeah. you know we'll, we'll we'll probably meld together a little bit better too well, so. I, I think that relationship in any context is very special to be able to find a partner that um, I don't want to use the word crazy here. I'm not calling you crazy, Buck, but <laughs> that, that is as crazy about hiking as you are. It's a uh, few and far between because a lot of people hike, but to the degree that you hike, Buck, finding a partner that not only does it, but also chases after it as intensely is. Yeah, that's really special. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, I feel like Heather has told me this a couple times. We always have a little bit of a good laugh about it. But we, 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 when we were, you know, following you and Magpie on the the NCT, and you guys are just doing such big miles, like things that you know, miles that we could never do. It's interesting that you know, there's like you know, the two of you as a couple can both do these big miles. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that Heather told me she, she she I think she saw like one of your YouTube videos when 
you first met Magpie. And she's like, she's like, Constantine was just like a, a slow average hiker. Oh. And Magpie was like crushing like thirties and forties. And, and you, you were the one that you joined her and picked up the pace. <laughs> um, so when we met, yeah, when we met on the PNT, um, she, she was a faster hiker for sure. Um, I think we were doing close to the same miles, but her pace, okay. her pace itself was faster. She's, she likes to think she's taller than me, but I'm not going to admit that ever on audio format. Um, but she, she has a longer stride and she can chew through the miles quicker. So I definitely picked up my pace because after we did the PNT together, um, I did the Ice Age Trail and mostly road. So I learned to be quicker. So, yeah, I, I, think, gotcha. I, think, you're, I think you're correct in that assessment. <laughs> but, yeah, so by the way, um, bouncing off of that, I do want to also congratulate you on Buck, if you all don't know. He's done thousands of trails. Well, thousands is a lot. He's done so many trails, it's hard to put a put a box around just the ones he's done. But he did this year complete all 11 National Scenic Trails. So I wanted to congratulate you on that as well, Buck. Well, I appreciate that, Constantine. Unfortunately, up until just you know a few weeks ago, that would have made me the youngest person by possibly 30, <laughs> by possibly 30 years or something. But then literally like a month later, you know, some young buck uh, yourself comes by and just blows it out of the water. So I, I, I held the youngest known NST time for approximately one month or something. Nah, six months. Yeah, six months maybe. Who would have been that? That's, that, that's not right, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had it beat by a lot. I mean, the youngest finisher at this point is like, I think, well into their seven, maybe seventy. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember when we first met on the Florida Trail. We chatted a little bit about it, and I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad. Like, I because no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. I was never gonna. I was never. I don't think uh, claiming that I'm the youngest at 46 is much of an accomplishment. I think claiming uh, the third person, Al, who finished when he was about 80 is is quite an accomplishment actually that's just incredible to me so yeah I, I hope to have him on the podcast too i just can't learn a lot about him he's kind of a he's kind of a ghost I, I, in that regard yeah i get the sense that I've, I've unfortunately not had a chance to talk to him i did message him once but i i think he's kind of done with hiking maybe and not much of a social media user is my impression yeah so. that's kind of what that's kind of what i felt as well um okay so we have a few more questions i, I apologize about going into a little longer format do you have a little bit of time to i got I got plenty of time if you want to keep it going. That's no problem. All right, let's keep rolling. Um, I try to move through them, but but the stories are just so good, man. Okay. Um, so the kind of next question ties all of those into themselves a little bit. Um, again, it doesn't have to be community. It doesn't have to be all of that. But what does just quote unquote the trail mean to you? Um, that's gonna be a simple answer, or a long answer. What, what what does the trail mean to you? Yeah, I think it'll be a simple answer. I'm, I don't think I'm very poetic with words, to be honest. I'm definitely not a poetic writer. Um, for me, it's just the place to go where I just don't have like any responsibilities or I don't have to worry about the rest of the world at all. And that's what it's always – that's been the – for me, that's what I fell in love with back in 2002 was – you know, especially when like, – I don't know. My job can be kind of busy. Um, and so it's like when you go out there and – you got six months ahead of you and 2000 miles ahead of you. For me, it's just like this incredibly peaceful place. And even though it's maybe physically difficult, like at times for me, it's just, just incredibly peaceful place to go that just, I, and I just feel happiest out there. 
Wow. So I, I was I was going to use the I was actually while you were talking I was thinking about the word peace and then you went ahead and said it. Um, it I don't want to use this word, but I'm trying I'm trying to avoid it, but I guess I can't avoid it. It's kind of like a meditative place um, in a certain respect. Is that is am I hearing that correct? Yeah, I think uh, I don't I don't actually meditate, but I know where you're I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's just it's your home. That's a, I mean, at this point, <laughs> fuck you spent. I don't know. You probably actually have a stat for this. Um, out of the past what, twenty years or close to that, how much of that time has actually been spent on trails? It's about. It's actually about. So it's about fifty. I do have a stat for this. I, I do. It's, it's my actually. It's my only other than like a retirement spreadsheet. It's my only other spreadsheet where I I, I funnily calculated my amount of work over the years. So I I'm I'm at fifty percent, which I don't know. It wow. doesn't sound so bad. I will say in the last like ten years, I'm at about thirty percent work. 70% hiking per year. Wow. So, um, 50%. I'm starting to ramp, I'm, I'm starting to ramp in the right direction big time. And so, you know, I, I think within a few years it, it might just be a hundred percent. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to retire. Wow. Tired of this, you know, but I, I still wouldn't be on the trails 12 months a year. I can't, you know, I, I need a break. I, I, I enjoy a break, you know, yeah. I want to, you know, I want a couple months off to just sit in an apartment and watch TV. Yeah. And 50% of, I don't know the math on that. 365 times 20 50% of 20 years is still 10 years no break of just being on trail that's big number I think of it as the opposite I think of it like it's like 10 years of working that sounds like a lot but maybe I'm just maybe I'm just uh jaded or something oh, but I did that math I was like wait 50% that, does, that sounds like too much work you know why am I spending so much of my time off trail what's going on here yeah exactly <laughs> Okay, that, that kind of brings us into another good one. It doesn't sound like it from our chat so far, but I kind of try to always ask this question too. Do you see an endpoint, like a goal to reach, um, a transition eventually? It sounds like your transition is to more trail, but do you see an endpoint or a goal within there, or is it kind of just you're, you just want to keep hiking? Yeah, you're, 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 you're spot on. I, I, I really don't. Um, I, I don't have a goal of every, yeah, I don't have any goal. You know, it's the national scenic trail thing goal kind of just came out of nowhere after I had hiked about half of them yeah. and like just, you know, randomly was like, well, I need something else to do in this random month. And yeah. why not go do, you know, something different, something a little bit, you know, unique. And so that was like, that was a goal that like was recently, you know, I recently finished, but that's like probably the first goal I've ever even had, of, you know, while hiking. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly see an endpoint, and I don't particularly see, you know, a goal that I have in mind other than just to kind of, kind of keep doing what I'm doing. And I do, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe when my work life wraps up at some point, like that'll be a little bit of a dividing line, but, um, I don't know. Hmm. I think I'll just keep, just keep hiking. And, uh, at some point it would probably be nice to maybe own something small to live in. So when I get off the trail, it's not kind of so annoying to like be renting with neighbors, but yeah. Owning things is just, I don't know, Heather tells me it's a huge pain in the ass and hmm. I'm not allowed to own anything yet. <laughs> so your goal is to hike more. Um, there's not a goal yeah. on the trail systems. It's just, you're not going A, B, C. You're just like, I just want to hike more. Yeah, I just want to hike more. And um, I probably do. I, I did the Mississippi River in a kayak a bunch of years ago. Ooh. And I haven't, I haven't done anything since. I had the Mississippi River. It's like the Appalachian Trail of kayaking. It's like, you can you know, anyone can go out there and do it. No problem. Wow. Um, but yeah, I want to maybe do another long distance like paddling trip and maybe, you know, that that could help, uh, you know, if you're ever 
tired of hiking sometime. And then I've done a few bicycling trips and I just, I just can't get into the bicycling. I've, I've had, it's been, it's, I've spent too many years in, in peace and quiet on trails and the bicycling just doesn't, it's just too chaotic for me. And there's so. something more special about just a foot in front of the other. It's not, it sounds cliche, but just like, yeah. I, I'm the same way I get on a bike and it's like, it takes my mentality in a different realm. If that makes sense. Like walking's just yeah. so much, it's simple, but it's, it's so much different. Um, and the, I want to, I actually want to enjoy the bicycling. I just, I mean, if you like, if I've walked from Mexico to Canada on the continental divide, I kind of feel like, why would I want to bicycle the lower, yeah. you know, great divide route from Mexico to Canada? Like, it's like, it's just not as good. So, and it limits but, you, it limits you where you can go. Um, you can't rock scramble with a bike unless you put it on your back somehow. I mean, there's intense people out there that do that, but you can't, yeah. you can't really get out there and just freely go as much as if you're on foot. No, I agree. That's, that's how I feel. And just for me, it's just also just kind of loud and noisy and feels, it just feels chaotic, but I, I really tried to, I wanted to really like it. I thought it'd be a cool thing to branch off and do. And I just, for me, it just didn't really, it hasn't worked that well. So buck 30 is a hiker. The kayak, <laughs> a hiker kind of nice, kayak. a little different. Um, a little, little tangent here when you were talking about yeah. the goal, um, especially concerning with the 11 national scenic trails as I think a lot of hikers find this, I know a lot of hikers and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you and I are in the same mentality as like the triple crown was just something that you hit. It wasn't necessarily a goal. It just came from being on trail year after year. And then it's very curious to me that like hikers have so many goals within a day but their broad goals are kind of not really structured or defined, if that makes sense. Like they know they're going to get to the end of a trail system, but it's more so micro goals, at least from what I've seen. No, I, I agree. And I think maybe that's just uh, some of it's maybe just a function of, of who's out there these days. You know, it's people are out there for different reasons and it's because of social media. I think it's, there's just a lot more people out there with different reasons. And so I think a lot of people are just out there for one big, one big thing that they, you know, saw maybe on social media and, and that's it, which is cool. Like, that's fine. But, um, you know, I think there's the, per- the percentage of people who are out there to like kind of continue on year after year, um, is probably lower, you know? So yeah, th- those are, those are dangerous waters to tread. I- I'm scared to unpack the thought processes of, motivations behind specific goals um because yeah i'm too i mean i'm you know i'm, I'm too old and grumpy to talk about that and <laughs> get too. in trouble on a podcast but you <laughs> know I'll, I'll, I'll say in, in my world just because like you know without the internet when i well i guess the internet existed in 2002 when i started hiking but you know i barely knew what i was doing on it so like i, I started hiking the 18 i swear i'm not i'm not making this up because it's such a cliche but like I swear, like, I didn't really, I, n- I didn't even, I had never heard of the Pacific Crest Trail yeah. until I was halfway through the AT. And then literally, I didn't know what the Continental Divide Trail was until I, like, had started the PCT and someone told me. Yeah. So, you know, I the Triple Crown, like, I had never even heard of that. And so it's just kind of funny, like, you know, the, you know these days, obviously, some pe- a lot of people start the AT thinking that they want to be a Triple Crowner because that's, you know, it's all you, you, you read a lot, you read about that a lot. So yeah, it's it's out of the it's out of the norm. Um, I I think I feel lucky and kind of blessed a little bit in the year I started hiking, which is again way after you. But in sixteen, it was like that year seemed to be where the transition was that people started really the internet started blowing up with it, and it, it has its benefits and its 
cons. It's it's hard to unpack that because I feel the same way with you. Is like, it's great that people have these goals and they're going after them, but you you wonder motivations, and I, I shouldn't I shouldn't dive into those waters. So instead, we'll yeah, I'm a bad I'm a I'm a bad person because Heather would tell me definitely don't talk about that because like people will be like this guy is an asshole. So, I mean, me, not you, me, not you. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I don't think so. I mean, because like, like I was saying, I want to unpack is everybody has their own reasons and goals. And it's, it's great that they have these goals because it's given them health, given them a hobby, but yeah, motivations, we're going to, we're going to leave that on the table. That's not something we're going to, we're going to unpack. Sounds good. So kind of, kind of the crux. We, we learned a lot about you, Buck. We learned about. Some of the miles you've done, which, oh, geez, I can't count that high. Um, you're an accountant. You can. Um, but we've, we've learned about the miles you've done. We've learned a little bit about who you are off trail, um, kind of the nitty gritty in there. Something that I kind of like to start wrapping up the episode with is this question. There might not be a difference, but let's just go ahead and ask it. Um, who were you before you started the trail? Kind of who are you now? Um, has there been a noticeable change that you see in yourself? Has there been a noticeable change that others have commented? Um, there might there might not be any change, but we know we know you're Buck Thirty. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't ask your ask your real name. Um, but yeah, get. <laughs> sorry. No, that's a good that's a good question. It's um, yeah, it's it's for me. I don't. I just don't. I don't really know. So like. Like when people ask me, you know, how I first started hiking, and I, I told the brief story at the beginning of this podcast where I said, you know, I was reading an article in the in the newspaper back in like 2001. You know, the other thing I always say is like I don't remember being particularly unhappy in life, though. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a Cheryl Strayed Wild type story. Like I don't remember being unhappy. I don't remember much of anything. I just remember reading that and thinking like, oh, that sounds cool. I think I'll quit my job and go do that. I, I ended up with a leave of absence, which was very fortunate. Um, but you know, at 26, 27, like when I think back at that, and I think like, I can't believe I would have, like I was a very, uh, what's the right word? I was very down to earth, you know, not a crazy person who like would quit their job, you know? And so I don't know why I did that. And so when I think about like who I am then and who I am today, I, I don't know. And then I've, I've just been, living this lifestyle now for so long um that I, I don't i don't know if i've i don't know if i've changed i don't know if i was always who i am today i don't i do know that like when i was you know in my 20s and i just felt like i was probably living a very normal lifestyle i guess i assumed i would get married and have kids because that's just like what normal people do mm-hmm. um you know in in the future i've looked at that and think like that's not what i want anymore and so I, I know that now, I guess, but, you know, back then, so I think, I guess I would say things, something changed over the years, but I, I, I just can't, I can't really put a finger on it. I don't know. Does that answer the question? I don't, I don't, even, I think I don't it, know if I was on the right track there. <laughs> I really do think it does answer the question because it's just, you've been on trail and you've been living this life that at this point, that's the life, you know, and the life that is your life that you don't really know it uh, beforehand time. Um, in in not defining it, I think it did define it. Um, you just don't know. You, you've been buck thirty for so long that, again, uh, you want to say your name for the podcast. I don't think I introduced you your full name. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, Brian Buck Thirty Tansman. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so you yeah you've been yeah buck thirty for so long that you wouldn't know. You you wouldn't be able to quantify what those changes were. Um, might have made you who more of you are. I don't know. There's there's a lot to unpack in that question. But, but I would also argue that other than the fact that I mostly just walk all year, 
I'm also just like fairly normal, I guess. I don't know. Like I don't, when you, when I think about like, it's just like, I don't know. I, I live a pretty normal life. I don't do crazy things. I have a boring car. Like I, I have a, you know, re- regular job for a few months a year. So I just happen to walk and walking is not actually that hard. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of normalcy in insanity. If that, if that makes sense. Um, I, that's a good way of putting it. I actually, I like that because <laughs> I don't feel weird. Like I don't feel like I'm just living some crazy out, you know, I don't know. So at the, at this point it's it's buck thirty that's that's who it is yeah that that kind of wraps up my questions uh about who you are off trail is there is there anything I missed that you want to kind of spotlight is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish to be asked um kind of free flow with that I got I got something for you that Ooh. you can cut you can cut out if you want <laughs> okay I don't I don't know if normally the interviewee will roast the interviewer oh no okay here it goes I put together well and, and I don't know if it if I don't know if it's relevant for this podcast because <laughs> I, I would say it would be very relevant for anyone who watches your YouTube videos <laughs> okay so if you think that like your listeners also watch your YouTube videos I have come up with a list. Heather helped me with a couple. Apple Pie helped me with a couple. Ten words that Constantine says repeatedly (laughs) in his YouTube and Instagram uh, whatever stories, videos that are not really in the English dictionary. (laughs) Yeah. Are you you ready? Hit hit me with them, Buck. I'm going to hit you. So this is number one by far. I guess I should go. I'll just start. Stepping. Stepping. All all stepping the miles, miles to step. Not not in the English dictionary. Well, you're, you're de- definitely your favorite word. Oh, I do love stepping. I, I love stepping the word, and I love stepping the the activity. Yes, stepping is a yes. is a great word. And and then these next two, I the I'm not a, I'm, I'm really not a YouTube person, but I I I, I uh, listen to your Nachez trace videos because you hiked it before me, and nobody there was no information on on it out there. So I actually like ripped the video to audio. Oh. and like listen to it while hiking Sweet and it, Jesus. i had to like rewind and then like ask heather like what is he saying here <laughs> every time you would sign off you would be cool 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 and then you'd say let's go <laughs> let's go yeah blessings be to your soul for watching those videos that's cool that was, a, it was hey, a... they were they were super it was great to see someone out there doing it but i kept i like I, I couldn't i mean i'm like i kept telling i was like i was telling heather i'm like I think I'm just too old to understand these these millennials or, or whatever, you know. Uh, here's a good one. You've used this one a lot, actually, in this podcast. Trail systems. Huh. Is that not a word? Well, I mean, it's a word in the dictionary, but I like, you know, I, I think it's funny the way you know, the trail, trail uh, the PCT is a, a trail system. I, I think you're the only person I've heard use uh, use trail systems in in so, in so many formats. I'm not gonna lie to you, Buck. I thought that was a common phrase. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is actually. Like someone can write in and tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one of my favorite ones, the Potomac Heritage Trail. Okay, oh, I man, see, it's the Potomac. I see, I see nothing wrong with what you said in the beginning. The Potomac Heritage, yes. <laughs> the Potomac Heritage Trail. Uh, we, I actually really like this one. Cruisy, cruisy. Oh, baby. Cruisy, cruisy. Sometimes you just got to uh, cruise, man. Uh, Apple Pie gave me this one. I kind of remember this from your NCT stuff. Donut day. It was a big donut day. <laughs> I, I'm uh, ashamed to admit how many big donut days I have. People were trying to turn me into a giant donut this year. I don't, I don't understand why they thought I liked donuts. I never would talk about donuts. <laughs> I got, uh, 
uh, sometimes we're unclear if Magpie is with you or not because we're, even when you're hiking solo, you say we all the time. And we're like, wait, is Magpie there with him? I thought he was like hiking the, the Potomac Harriers Trail by himself. Yes, you read it. This, oh, this would be a full unpack, and this is a long explanation. <laughs> I, I think Heather told me this. I think she said maybe you consider your company the we. You, Eleven Skies, is that, I don't want to, you know, interrupt. That's a very that's a different part for I think my writing, but I think when I started using we was, jeez I don't know back in seventeen or eighteen, and it's gonna sound I don't want to use this word it's gonna sound hippieish but like it referred to more than just me it referred to like the broader sense of like hikers the trail like when I say we okay. when I say we it kind of Mac I have gotten so much crap for that from so many different people. Oh, you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, no, that's a good answer, though. But I, I like that. That's a good answer. You yeah. Know, you're, you're just, you know, we're out here. We're, we're all out here. Yeah, because, like, you I don't know? necessarily, when I'm doing the, if the trails that I've done alone, that's not my, that's not really my joy. Like, I like being around other hikers. So, like, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better that there's a sense of connection, even if I'm technically in the physical definition alone on a trail. That's a great answer. Now I feel really bad for making fun of you. <laughs> no, it's it's understood. And, and, and now nine and ten, it's it's your boy, and more, and and of course the morning, morning. <laughs> it's your boy. Yeah, B O B O Y. Um, yes, I do use yeah. that. I'm surprised. There's one on that list that I'm very surprised you guys didn't hit. Oh, what did we miss? Tell me. The the McDidley. Oh yeah, oh, damn it! You know, I, I actually we we were brainstorming, but we were on a short time frame, and we, ah, you're right, the McDiddley. The oh McDiddley. my. Yeah, because I'll, I'll use that as a verb sometimes, like we're McDiddling our way down the trail. Um, <laughs> I, sometimes I'll use it as a noun. Um, sometimes I'll use it as a proper noun to call Magpie the Mc, McDiddler. There's a, there's a lot of different um, ways I use yeah, that word. Damn. Well, I'll, I, I'll, I, I will say I, I, know I'm, uh, I know I'm roasting you a little bit, but on the flip side, you can feel good that you've, you've given me a, some, a new lexicon for when I – maybe when I get back out to the PCT or something, I'll be able to communicate with the younger – the younger crowd a little bit better so uh, honestly buck i wouldn't try to communicate with the younger crowd with that they're just gonna look at you like you're a little more crazy <laughs> uh no that's good stuff no i uh i'm not much of a youtube person but your stuff your stuff makes me laugh and uh oh, we like following you all year so thank you that's that's a big compliment coming from you um it's yeah it's meant for the weird and to just enjoy it it's like it's meant to show the laughter and the weirdness that goes into it so that's a big compliment from you thank you buck well you're you're welcome and uh yeah, well, this has been fun, Constantine. I'm glad yeah, we did it. Yeah, me too. Um, I know you might not be into this field as much, but this is also something I kind of asked. Is there any where people can follow you, anything you want to promote, um, kind of the platforms yours if you want to do any type of plugs or anything in that in that realm? Yeah, I mean, the only, the only social media I have is Facebook, and I have like 200 friends, so I don't use it too extensively. Okay. Um, but I would no, I would point people to Postholer. So like Postholer is like, you know, the trail journals, like postholer.com slash buck thirty. And that's I write a very honest, straightforward and accountancy type journal. It's not very poetic, but um if you're looking to hike a trail that I've hiked, there's a good chance that I've got a journal on there and you can you can skip ahead to, through all the entries and usually the last page or the last two or three pages will be like a huge summary um, with all the details that I think are important. So that's like the one thing I like to point people to. It's kind of like fun that I can, oh. you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's giving back or just something I enjoy, like, but it's kind of nice that like, 
you, you know, years down the road, like people I haven't even met will be like, Oh yeah. Like I used your like PNT notes like five years ago. Like that's who you are. So, um, I, w- so. I would go ahead and say that is a pretty big form of giving back. Like I said, um, I can't recommend the post holders enough. Um, they really do shine light on trails that not don't get hiked a lot. So I, I would say that's a form of giving back. It's the way that you help the awareness of the trails and motivate people, inspire people. So yeah, I can't recommend. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know how many people I inspire. There's a couple of trails that I've written about recently that I, I desperately want someone else to hike, and no one will go out there. Like the Hot Springs Trail, we were we were, we were the last hikers to hike that thing in 2017, and it is amazing. Hmm. So it's, if you're if this podcast if your platform goes viral, maybe someone will hear about the Hot Springs Trail and go check it out. Yeah, it, it also takes a special person to spend <laughs> multiple months on trail systems all the time. So. I don't know. It's, it takes a tier of person. So yeah, hopefully it does help inspire. Yeah. Well, cool. That's well, all I got. All right, Buck. I really appreciate your time. I'm sorry it ran a little bit over, um, but thank you so no, much. For, not at all. Thank you for so much co- for coming on and huge congratulations to you as always. I don't know. I feel weird saying congrats because it doesn't seem like you're done anything. You're just keep going. But um, again, congrats on. I, I appreciate the congratulations on just living a, a happy life. That's, yes. that's what I would, that's what I would consider it. And yeah, I can congrats to you on, you had a pretty epic year and I'm, I know you, you haven't announced it, but I, we look forward to, to uh, seeing what you guys are doing next year after, if you survive the cold Canadian winter. Oh, I'm already breaking down. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be cruisy cruisy, man. So yeah. yeah, yeah eat some donuts, beef up with the weight. So you got a little bit of extra layers there for the wet, for the cold winter and you'll be good. I'm not a donut boy. It's not a donut day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Buck. Yeah, see you, Constantine. Well, that's it, folks. We hope you enjoyed this week's chat and a little bit of trail maintenance, so to say. As this podcast is just growing, if you are interested or you yourself or you know of somebody that wants to tell their story and wants to share about who they are off-trail so that they can make on-trail happen, please email us. Email us at offtrailpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to have a conversation with you all. Until next time, see you off trail.